Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. <clears throat> Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. Today we have an awesome band coming on. I'm very excited to do an interview with the hard rock band Burdens Within. So we're going to do a nice introduction for them in a moment. Before I bring Ryan Klein on, who is the bassist, I want to just do a brief introduction to my show, and then we will bring him on for a really cool, in-depth interview tonight with his journey into the music industry. So Burdens Within is going to be one of the amazing bands that I've had the honor of interviewing. Some of the artists that I've had on my show have included 10 Years, Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, Dead, Lacey Sturm of Flyleaf, and the list goes on. So please support all the artists that I've had on my show. I also interview comedians. I've also done some interviews with filmmakers. And I really do an in-depth, comprehensive interview where you're going to learn some really cool things out about my guests that you probably won't learn other places. I started this show, I can't believe it's going to be approximately, I don't know, six plus years, um, to really bring a forum on to promote people in the entertainment industry and help support them. So that's all what this show is about, is doing some really cool interviews and supporting the artists, helping them get their name out there. So if you're tuning in tonight, please create a account by going to uh, blogtalkradio.com. Sorry about that. If you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. Um, also, I'd like to mention that I have a background in psychology, and uh, my show, though, is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We're not going to do any type of therapy or analysis on my show, but sometimes we do talk about um, psychological concept, uh, concepts in an educational format um, should the need come up, because a lot of times in entertainment industry, as we know, a lot of things do come up that have a psychological theme and relationship. So let's do a nice introduction for Burdens Within, and then we're going to bring Ryan on the air. Okay, so Burdens Within is a really cool story. These guys formed approximately eight years ago, and we're going to talk all about the story tonight about how Ryan and another member met each other after bands that they had been in previously departed. So they really wanted to create a band that had no boundaries, no restrictions, and that's how Burdens Within became about. Um, some of the cool things that I really enjoyed about their music is that they really do have a unique and eclectic sound. These guys are combining elements of rock, metal, classic rock, alternative rock, even some 90s grunge. So it's really cool in terms of if you like all that stuff and you want to hear it, definitely check these guys out. They recently released their self-titled album uh, back this December 2017 after signing a deal with an amazing entertainment company, which is Pavement Entertainment. And right now they're pushing that album. They're also promoting their single off of it, which is titled Dead End Town. And that single is a really cool video. So uh, check that out on YouTube. So let's do this now. I want to give a special thanks to uh, Heather Nawara from Pavement Entertainment for setting up this interview. Um, she's great to work with. I've done other interviews with Pavement, and they're just really professional label. They have some great artists. So it's always amazing to be able to um, support the artists on their label and bring them on my show. So let's bring Ryan on and start the interview. Hello. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you, you for joining me tonight. It's a pleasure. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to make sure you could hear me all right. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you perfect, actually. It's very clear. Okay, great. Cool. 
So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to be able to support you and the band tonight and, and push this album out that you guys have uh, recently released, and it's, it's a phenomenal album. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So let's do this. I always like to kind of start from the beginning and talk a little bit about you growing up and, you know, give the audience a flavor of, you know, what you were like as a kid. And I want to start out first asking you, did you grow up in Crossfordsville, if I have that correctly pronounced, Indiana? <laughs> no, actually I didn't. <laughs> I was I was born in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, and interesting. And then uh, I lived... Uh, in a town called Livermore for several years, which was near San Francisco. And then I lived in a town called Cathedral City, which was near Palm Springs for several years. I didn't move here till I was about 17. Uh, my parents had some financial okay. issues, and this is where they were originally from. Um, so they came here to stay with family for a little bit, and then they went back to California, and I just kind of stuck around here. I finished high school. Okay. And uh, <laughs> just I, I got a job, well, that's, and, you know. Yeah, now that's let's let's digress a little bit because that's really interesting. Because again, that was not something I was aware of. Was that you were originally from California? So you know, yeah. share with us a little bit when you were you know a young kid. How would you describe yourself? You know, really young, like five, six, seven. Were you a kid? You know, that liked video games, or were you artsy, or was music something? You know, from a really early age you started to gravitate towards, you know, give us a sense of your personality and what you were like, you know, living in California and some of the things you like to do. Uh, music was uh, really important from a young age, actually. My, I grew up listening to my dad. My dad played guitar and he played piano and he'd sit around the house playing his own songs, actually. And um, my brother played classical violin and I actually played the classical harp for several years when I was young. Wow. Okay. How did you, um, was that the first instrument you picked up? That was the first instrument that I, yeah, played seriously. Okay. And what, what, uh, interests you in the harp? That's very interesting. I don't think out of over 200 plus interviews I've done, I don't think I've ever heard someone (laughs) say that. So that's cool. No, it's really cool. I don't know. I don't know what, uh, stuck out about it. It was just big and it looked cool. (laughs) I thought when I was younger. (laughs) So. Okay. Okay. So um, your father, as you said, he was he was definitely into music. And yes. Um, how is your brother older or younger than you? Um, my brother's probably about six or seven years older than I am. Okay. And so, what was? I'm sorry. What did you say your brother was playing? He was playing classical violin, which oh, classical is violin. actually okay. actually it's got um, the album that we put out. Uh, there's a song called How Would You Feel? And my brother actually played the violin track on that song. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great track. Really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, like you said, you had family that was definitely uh, musically inclined, so to speak. Um, and that's something that interested you. So how old were you when you started playing the harp? And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, any other interests you had as a kid. I'm not sure what age I was. I think it was around third grade. <laughs> so okay. uh, whatever age, whatever age that would be. Yeah, around eight, nine-ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and was I that played, something I pl- you were doing at home? Yeah, I I practiced at home. Um, I played that for, I played it for two or three years, I think, and then it got to where 
I was playing like some concert halls and things like that, and it was getting a little more serious. And my parents mm-hmm. sat me down, and they were more just less. They more or less like asked me. They're like, "Well, do you want to continue with this, or do you want to be a kid?" And at that time, I chose to be a kid, so <laughs> I quit playing. Okay, wow. So you must have been you must have been pretty talented with the harp. Yeah, I was I was decent at it. It's it, it's been cool. a long long Very time cool. ago, so I I don't remember fully, but. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, so when when I guess it came to that point. What did you decide to do at that point when they said, hey, you know, you have this opportunity evidently to really take this to another level or, right, do you want to kind of be a kid, so to speak? What were some of the things that you, you know, maybe started to do that you hadn't been doing? Uh, Just hanging out with friends and riding my BMX bike with people and just, you know, stupid stuff kids did back in the, like, late 80s, (laughs) early 90s. Okay, cool. Okay. (laughs) And uh, BMX stuff, were you doing, like, ramps or anything or just kind of street stuff? I had friends that were, like, totally doing the ramps and the jumps and all this stuff, and I I, I was actually kind of scared to do it, so I usually was just sitting on my bike watching them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, in terms of your upbringing, too, I know you're in in California, like you said, Santa Barbara, a couple of different – city slash towns you lived in were you ever into anything like you know skateboarding surfing some of the stuff that you know usually you hear people doing in california or no um when we lived in santa barbara which was when i was younger we i remember going to the beach with my dad and doing a thing called boogie boarding a lot which was kind Mm -hmm. of like surfing but you just lay down (laughs) but i remember doing that um i never actually like did full-on surfing or anything but um, okay. Dab- okay. I dabbled around a little bit with skateboards, but I was never very good at it. So, <laughs> so I would say I would say music, music's been the one thing that I've always done that's I'm I'm actually decent at. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Very talented. All of you guys are in the band. Definitely. Uh, you know. Kudos to you guys. Have some great stuff going on there. So. Okay. So a little bit about. You know, Whatever you feel comfortable sharing, of course. Um, do you have any other siblings besides your older brother? Yeah, I have a, a younger sister, and that's it. Okay. I have, okay. It, it's it's but all three of us kids are from the same parents, but we're all like spread out. Where we were like basically like in our teen years, we were separate children because my my brother was gone when I was in my teen years, and then I was gone when my sister right. was in her teen years. So. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. And what do your siblings do for a living? Are any of them like doing music like you real seriously, or uh, what do they do? My brother, yeah, he plays for a, a reggae band in uh, Missouri. <laughs> but he's, oh, cool. he's played he's played music all his life as well in different projects and different bands and different things. And my sister, um, she's she's very good, talented at singing. But she hasn't really like explored like anything too serious with it. Okay. So is she? Does she just work now, or is she in school? She's a a vet tech. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. She loves okay. she loves animals. So. Yeah, definitely. I am mean, too. Definitely a big fan of animals. Um, <laughs> and if you don't mind me asking, what about your parents? What what types of things did they do for a living? Um, 
you know, I I really don't even remember. <laughs> I, I know my oh, mom worked okay. at, my mom worked at a bunch of different places, and my dad worked at a bunch of different okay. places, and it was just okay. probably like warehousing type jobs and things like that. So. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so let's get back into, like you said, music was, you know, you tried a couple of things out, boogie boarding, skateboarding a little bit, some BMX, um, but it sounds like your heart definitely was in music. So right. when did you start to, I guess, get back into music and was the bass the next instrument you picked up or did you pick up something different first? No, I actually, when I moved here to Crawfordsville, I got together with some guys and we started a punk rock band, and I was the lead vocalist for that band. It was called 10,000 Mop Boys Locked in a Box with Elvis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> but it, 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 the name sounds ridiculous, but the music was actually pretty decent. So. Cool. Um, then after after that band kind of went away, I was in a uh, industrial metal band called Schmierzen, which means like pain in German. Um, it was kind okay. of nine inch nine inch nails this Marilyn Mansonish. Um, cool. Then after that, I was in a new metal band called Level Nine, and then after that, I was in a alternative rock band called Still Frame, and I played bass for them. Um, okay. And then uh, after that, I was in a deathcore band called Regicide, and now I'm in Burdens Within. So. Wow. Okay, so you've definitely been pretty much around the block with all different types of genre, which are great. Um, yeah. So when did you start, you know, like you said, you started out, it sounded like, you know, singing in the punk band. When did you start picking up bass, and did you teach yourself how to play it? Did you have some lessons? You know, tell us a little bit about when you started to get involved in, you know, a different instrument from the harp. I actually started playing bass when I was in that punk band. There was one song where we switched off and I played bass and the bassist sang. Um, so it, we had a, a, a jam space that we'd pretty much just hang out at like all hours of the night. So it was not like weird for everybody to just pick up opposite interest, instruments and just we would just jam, you know, and have fun. Right, so. right. <laughs> okay. So that's how you kind of got interested and started playing bass. Yeah, that would be where I probably started it, yeah. Okay, okay. And before you moved, like you said, you were around 17-ish when you moved out to Indiana. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, after high school, did you go on to any other type of, you know, training, whether it was vote tech school or college, or did you decide you were just going to get a job and you really wanted to pursue music? No, I... Uh... I got a job at a factory, and I'd worked there for almost 20 years. <laughs> um, wow, cool. Yeah, not really, but... <laughs> oh, but, well, I mean, but that's that's great that you did have, you know, sometimes people go into music and you cross your fingers, it's such a challenging industry, you know, you want it to work right. out. Um, are you right. still doing the factory work now or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's for a different company, but I, I still do warehousing work. Okay. okay. I would we I would very so, much like this to become a full time thing, but <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you guys are gonna push it as far as you can like everyone else does, you know? Right. Yeah, right. Definitely. So okay, so let's talk a little bit about I guess it's around two thousand ten ish, right? So the last band you were in was that the 
death metal hardcore because I'm just trying to keep the timeline in my head of all the different yeah you know projects the last band, and bands you were in. The last band that I was in um, before this project was the Regicide, which was the like deathcore band, which we did fairly well in Indianapolis. We put out like one record and it wasn't like on a label or anything. It was an independent record. Um, we did open okay. for some some national acts when they came through. We opened for da- Devil Driver and uh, cool. Suicide Silence and Periphery. Nice. Some bands like mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, that's great. So what happened that you eventually transitioned out of that band? And then we'll talk about how you met. Um, let me get my stuff here right. Mike, right, was the – yeah, Mike is who you kind of met up with after – Yeah. You left that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah what happened, um, I guess, that you decided to depart from that band? It just it just kind of disintegrated. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really okay. even know what happened. It just it, Everybody just kind of went in different directions, and, you know, you'll have that. So. Yeah, and maybe sometimes that's the better thing, right, than some blow up or real fall out in the band. You know, you just kind of things just kind of take its own course, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got. I mean, yeah. I've always, I've always said being in a band is kind of like being married to like five or six mm-hmm. different people. <laughs> oh, it's right. It's it, it. I mean, if you can imagine what marriage is like to one person, it can be trying. Uh-huh. I mean, so you've got five different personalities that are all trying to fit into this thing. It, it just, it's it's definitely it's, it's rough. It's rough sometimes. <laughs> I, I I won't get into it. I've been involved in music, and I totally can relate to what you're saying. And it's it's very challenging, especially when, well, you know, I think like you said, it's not just the different personalities. It's, you know, how dedicated is each member? Do they have the same goals and motivations? And I think that's where things start to right sometimes right. take a turn for the worse, so to speak. Because right, if you're not all on the same page and you don't have the same direction, then right, it becomes very challenging. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but it sounds like it was a pretty benign, we'll say benign departure. Um, yeah. So what, how did you meet up with, I guess let's start talking about, you know, how you met the members. So did you know Mike already from kind of the music scene? Tell us a little bit about your connection to him and how you guys got together. Uh, we we actually worked together uh, at the same place for a while, and we would just talk music. He was in a in a rock band called Past Life Curse, at the same time, I was in Regicide, and we would just talk about music and different things and talk about our bands, and it, it just happened to be that both of our bands kind of, like, just went south at the same time. And honestly, mm-hmm. at that point, at that point, I was debating on whether I even wanted to keep doing it, because I was just, like, in a little bit burnout, right. you know? Sure. <laughs> um, but we got together... Uh, decided to get together and try to write some music together and in all honesty like the first month or so like it was like we'd get together and jam for about 10 minutes and get frustrated and be like hey let's just watch a movie and get a pizza so <laughs> <laughs> um it really what, didn't uh, go anywhere just in, starting just to throw in some interest interesting stuff what type of movies were you guys watching what were you <sighs> God, that's been so long ago. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember what was. I don't remember what was out at that time. Okay. All right. Are you guys a fan of anything specific, like horror, comedy? Oh, I'm. I'm really into like 
horror and action movies, and he likes okay. action movies, nice. so it was probably something something with action in it. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Okay, so as you said, you guys are trying to get this thing going. It's a little frustrating, and it's not necessarily gelling as quickly, so to speak, as you want it to. So, you know, what happens that you, you do keep at it, um, which is the great yeah. thing. So, yeah. We just we just both loved music, and we were just kept trying at it. And I knew that I didn't want to do the heavy, heavy, heavy music like I was doing. I wanted pretty much every time I've done a different project, it's been something different. I feel like one that makes you a more well-rounded musician if you know more styles than just one. Mm-hmm. And two, I just I I get tired of or bored with things after so many years of doing it. So I just Try to try new things. Every time I've started a band or whatever, it's always been trying something new. Um, <clears throat> so we just kept trying at it, and it. I mean, he had. He's a little older than me, so he, we had a little bit of a, a, a generational gap, I think, because I I grew up listening okay. to the grunge the grunge scene and bands like Faith No More. So what and, were? And, yeah, I was gonna ask you. And some yeah, of your favorite bands. I grew up listening to Faith No More and Metallica and Nirvana, of course, and, um, you know, Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden and Live and all Mm those 90s bands. And he grew up more listening to some of the hair metal bands. (laughs) Um, He was was like, (laughs) he was more used to like Motley Crue and things like that. And it, it was funny right. because, like, every time we would try to write a riff, like, he kind of had that 80s chug to it. <laughs> right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it turned out, I mean, when it started coming together and it turned out well, it he, it, we found that it, if he wrote the melodic riffs and I wrote, like, the catchy, hooky, like, heavy, grungy riffs, it just, it, it worked mm-hmm. well together. So then it, after that, it... After we kind of figured each other out and started doing that, it it started coming together, you know, pretty well. Like as far as writing songs or structuring songs together. <laughs> cool. So how long, I guess, were you guys together? You know, as a pair, working this out. You know, kind of fleshing out how you're going to put this music together before you start then to you know bring in Daniel on vocals and then. I guess, um, who else we got here? Ryan on lead guitar and then Craig on drums. You know, start to integrate how each of the members came into the picture. You know, give us a, some interesting, you know, story behind, you know, how they entered the band. Okay. Yeah, this is a, this could, this story could go on forever. This is a long story. Okay, um, we'll try to, we'll, we'll say, try to give the, <laughs> give the highlights then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we, let's put it this way. We went through several members over the first three years. Like, we've had diff- two different okay. drummers. We had different guitarists. We had, we've tried so many people and they would either just, like, quit or flake out or <laughs> mm-hmm. we had one guy that kind of had a drug issue that we ended up having to let him go and, um, I would say the next member that joined the band, uh, we, I mean, obviously this whole time we were searching for like-minded musicians that wanted to, you know, create this sound. So I would say the next member of the band that joined was Craig on drums, and then he stuck around. Um, and then it, we, we went through even more members with us three before we found Ryan and, and Danny. 
And how did you, um, real quick, how did you find Craig? Was it through, you know, an ad or something, or did someone know someone who referred him to you? No, I seen him play at with a different band, um, and I I, I talked, I told Mike, I was like, actually, it was uh, the band Level Nine that I played for. We did a, a ten year reunion show or something like that, and he was nice. playing with another band opening that show. And I said, you know, he's pretty good. What do you think about him? So, <laughs> uh, you know, like everybody else, we get like everybody else, we gave him a call and you know tried to feel him mm-hmm. out. And it's just we started jamming with him and things started clicking and he he actually stuck around. You know. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. Okay, and then you like you said, still you were kind of. You know, going through lots of different members, so then, yeah, bring in Daniel and um, Ryan, how they came into the picture. The next one that came into the picture was Ryan. Um, I actually saw pit, or videos of him playing on Facebook. Like, he would post YouTube videos of himself playing by himself. And I, I tried okay. to talk him... I tried to talk him into joining our band for quite a while, actually, and he kept saying, oh, I'm busy, or I don't have time, or whatever. And then finally, <laughs> <laughs> like after after bugging him like immensely, he was like, oh, okay, I'll come try it out. And when he came over, you know, he he never really listened to the songs or anything, and then I think he, he got it as soon as he heard what we were trying to do, you know. Cool. <laughs> And then with Daniel, okay, and then the, the, the funny, final piece, yeah, Daniel. The funny, the, the funny story about Daniel is Daniel is the younger brother of the bass player that played with me back in 1996 when we had the punk band. <laughs> oh wow! So How funny! I've is actually, that? What a small world! I've, I've actually known him for a really, really, really long time, but he was like a little kid, <laughs> you know. Sure, when back I, then, right? Right, right. And it just yeah, turned out great, that he's got a great voice. Yeah, he does. He's got a wonderful voice. <laughs> so, um, in terms of you hooking up with him, I guess you were still in touch with his brother. Yeah, I mean, I still see him around here and there, but it 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 really had nothing to do with him joining our band. That it was it was kind of funny because the one that brought him to our attention was the lead guitarist and the lead guitarist actually lives in Lafayette and we all live in Crawfordsville. Like we hadn't even ran like crossed paths with him. <laughs> and it was funny that the guy that oh, lives farthest funny. away was the one that brought him to our attention. And he's like, Hey, I got this singer that we should try out. And I was like, who is it? And he's like, his name's Danny. And I was like, okay, we'll bring him over. And as soon as he walked in the door, I'm like, Oh really? <laughs> I I knew who he was as soon as he walked in, but like, you know, it was, we never. (laughs) That's cool. That's a cool story though. Some really cool (laughs) information in terms of how you guys all came together. Um, Let's let's do this because I definitely want to spend some time talking about the album and going over some of my favorite songs and let's, um, let's check out your single dead in town, which I think is a, a great track that you guys pushed off of it for, you know, the first one to introduce the self-titled album. So, yeah, Thank tell you. us a little bit about, you know, the concept. <clears throat> sure, absolutely. Tell us about the, you know, the concept of that song and, um, you yeah, know, why you chose that one as the first one to, to debut. 
And then when we come back after listening to it, I definitely want to ask you some questions about the video. It was a really great video. Um, so, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the meaning of the song and, uh, you know, why you chose that as the first one to bring out. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's getting a little dry here. Um, That's okay. The song's just more or less about, I mean, the the town that we live in is really kind of just a small, boring town of nothing but, like, the atmosphere is just factories and fast food. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's... Okay. it's <laughs> There's really not too much exciting going on here. People are just stuck in their everyday lives of Aww. going back and forth to their nine okay. to five jobs or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, I mean, the song's just about that. It's just about the bleak atmosphere that we live in, basically, dead end town. <laughs> it doesn't give you a lot of uh, hope for. Uh, for for extracurricular things as far as music goes, let's put it that way. I really, I mean, this whole thing that came about with pavement, it's it's really exciting, and it. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that more too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. It, I really never yeah, thought it I would come. Honestly. Get story with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it, that's a really exciting you know moment. So I definitely want to you know kind of transition into that in a little bit after we talk a little bit about coming back and then and then yeah the album and stuff so let's right. uh so save that thought definitely but yeah okay. i think this is a is a great track to feature off of your album um as the first one yeah it definitely has that you know not that all of them don't but this one definitely has that single quality you know what i mean in terms right. of time wise just the hook in it yeah it was a great one for you guys to pick absolutely yeah it's just it, we just felt like it was catchy and i know I've heard, I don't know how true it is, but I've always heard that, like, the radio looks for, like, basically, like, three and a half minutes is, mm-hmm. is the time constraint they want. And it, it, a lot of our songs range in the five-minute area. We even have a couple songs that we didn't put on the album that we hope to put on a later album that are almost ten minutes apiece. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's funny you say that. Yeah, that's definitely true from what I've seen in terms of Bright. They want kind of that three and a half or less minute song. But you know what I think? I think you can get away with a little bit of a longer song on like, you know, satellite radio. Um, I don't know if you have, you know, Sirius XM satellite, but, you know, Octane, that's where I listen to a lot of, you know, up and coming bands. And, yeah, they're getting away with four plus minutes a little bit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I think you have a little more freedom and flexibility, but when it goes to right. terrestrial, yeah, you're still right. kind of stuck with the the three and a half minutes. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's the whole thing is we're hoping that the, we're hoping that this song generates enough interest that we can put out another song and hopefully, like you know, use a longer, you know, more intricate song. Definitely. Definitely. All right, so let's do this, Ryan. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to check out the song right now, okay? And then when we come back, we'll talk all about the record, pavement, and all that good stuff. Okay, I'm going to run and get myself something to drink so I don't keep coughing in your face. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. I will. I'll be right back. And we'll be back in. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, you're listening to the bassist, Ryan Klein, from the hard rock band Burdens Within. We're going to check out their single right now. It's titled Dead End Town, and it is off of their self-titled album. They released it at the end of December off of Pavement Entertainment. So uh, check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. 
right, everyone, welcome back. Again, Burdens Within and their new song, Dead End Town, which is the single they are pushing right now off of their debut self-titled album. It is out right now, so be sure to check it out, download a copy, get it off of iTunes, Amazon, all the digital sites that are available uh, to purchase it. Really good stuff, and again, it's a full-length album, so really incorporates a ton of different genres, and it's very unique and eclectic. I think everyone would really enjoy what these guys are doing. All right, let's bring Ryan back on. Hello. All right, Ryan. You there? Yep, I'm here. You hear me okay. all right? Yeah, great song. Great, great song. Thank really you. cool stuff. Um, Thank you, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the video, too, and I wanted to just, you know, talk a little bit about that. I know that you worked on it with uh, Ryan Kingma. Is that the correct yes. name? Yes. Yeah. No, you did an excellent job. I really like the way you guys, you know, shot at the production of it. And, you know, I think the concept talking about, like you said, what dead end town means is kind of, unfortunately, this, you know, town that you're in where it's kind of very monotonous. Um, and correct me, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to interpret it myself a little bit. I thought, you know, it was cool in terms of the protagonist, you know, the older guy that's in the video. You know, it looks like he's kind of struggling to almost find himself a little bit like trying to make decisions maybe some substance use issues going on and I think at the end you know it's hard to really see what's going to happen and I don't know if you left that kind of open-ended to kind of let the you know the viewer kind of decide does he just stay there or does he try to maybe move forward and play music or do something else yeah I mean we we just left it open to interpretation like whatever you however you want to end it <laughs> um right just, you know it, we actually i actually work with with that guy his name's ron moore um he plays okay. he plays he he's he's very religious and he actually he plays music for god um he makes CDs. It's, it's Christian music, and he just he goes out and he just gives them away, and that's his way of spreading the word of God. Is he just gives away free music? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he's he's a really cool guy so, though. Um, but he does used he to, do any acting? I mean, he did an excellent no, job with you know the role. He used to, he used to be uh, an '80s hair metal guy. He used to live in Arizona. And I mean, I don't know every aspect of his life, but he's talked a little bit about things. And uh, he apparently missed his boat. He he had a chance to try out for some big band, and I can't remember what the name of it was. But he missed the phone call. <laughs> um, so oh gosh. he he had an opportunity. And I, I, he he I think he said he knew Jason Newstead at one point too when he played for Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, okay. He he said he had a bass that was signed by Jason Newstead of Metallica, um, and that he, he wow. knew him at one point. So, so he's had an interesting life. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just work with him, and I just felt like he'd be perfect for the for the role, um, being that he he was a part of the music scene, you know. Right, right. And it sounds like, like you said, on some level, he still is in terms of, you know, putting out music in a way that he wants to, to, to give it to people and get it to the masses, so to speak. Right, right. You know, but, you know, some cool information. That's really cool to, to hear about, you know, some of the people in the, in the video. Um, 
and again, some of my personal favorites, you know, from, from listening to your album where I really enjoyed Bruised. That was a great track. Probably one of my favorites. Thank um, you. Illusion's really cool. And uh, I really love the song that you guys did of uh, Stephen Sills, the cover of uh, For What It's Worth. Um, yeah. What made you guys decide to cover that? I think that's really cool. I don't know if I've really heard anyone cover that. Um, I, I just wanted to do like some kind of cover that we could remake on our own and kind of make it updated and sound like us. But, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up, I grew up listening to my dad play that on acoustics, on acoustic guitar all the time. So I don't know. And that, and I mean, one, the song had meaning, um, for, for me, because just cause I grew up listening to my dad play it. And it also, to me, it had to me and the rest of the band, it had relevance to the things that are going on in the world today. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an old '60s war protest song, but at the same time, if you really listen to the lyrics, it totally has relevance to to exactly things that are going on today. And that's why we kind of threw in the extra uh, little thing about Donald Trump. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to listen again to that. Where did you you mean um, in the song a, or something you said? There, yeah, there's a line in the song where it says step out of line uh-huh. and the man is going to take you away in the original version. And in ours it says step okay. out of line Donald Trump is going to take you away. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I guess I was just so into the fact that it was a cover. You know, I was just kind of listening along and I loved how you guys like you said you put your own spin on it. It really was, you know, a burdens within song, so to speak. But I gotta go right. back and uh, and listen to that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it, okay. uh, every 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 line in the song is exactly the same, except for that one particular line. It just kind of <laughs> okay. felt like it. It just felt right. <laughs> right, right. No, hey, to each their own. That's that's uh, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the album is it's excellent. Let's talk a little bit about. Did you guys have the album done before you met up with Pavement? Because I want to kind of, you know, put it out in the right time frame, so to speak. Or did you somehow have a couple of songs that you showed Pavement, they liked what you were doing, and then they decided to say, you know, hey, we're going to bring you on board, give you some money to record the rest of your tracks. You know, tell us a little bit about how it first got started, and then we'll we'll talk about the album. We mostly had the record done, and actually some okay. even more. And so there was some more songs that were done that we didn't put on the album that we'll hopefully use for a later album. But um, right, it, when we when I, I it just I send in demos to Pavement. I send in demos to several people. I send demos of every band I've ever been in to people over the years, and I never hear anything from anybody. But I still continue to do okay. it in the hopes that something would happen eventually, you know. <laughs> um, and okay. it just it just it just so happened that this one time, you know, somebody actually got a hold of me, and I was like, wow. <laughs> um, what did you were, um? Real quick to digress, did you send in an entire album to them, or or a couple of no, songs? No, there was like there was like three or four songs that we had posted on Reverb Nation, and I just sent okay. the links to those songs into the Pavement website. Um, they, overall, they were satisfied. I mean, they were interested in the sound we had. They weren't necessarily interested in the recording we had. Like it was okay. Okay. But they, they were like, Mm -hmm. look, you know, you're, you're getting ready. If we do this, you're getting ready to compete against the world. (laughs) It needs to be better. (laughs) Right. 
So right. they they more or less made us go down to Chicago and like remix everything with their guy. Uh, his name was Matt Mercado, and I guess he's worked on some stuff for Soil and some stuff for Candlebox and bands like that. Nice. Um, so he he's he's just jazzed it up for us more or less, and it it sounds really good now. <laughs> so that's great. Where did you guys um, before you you know gave the tracks over to Matt? Who, um, what did he just basically mixed them? Is that what he did? Yeah, yeah. Um, the tracks okay. themselves. Where did you guys? Were at, the Go tracks ahead. themselves were actually recorded in a basement here in Crawfordsville by a, a friend of mine named oh, Nick wow. Jensen, who was actually the okay. singer of the band Level Nine that I was in. So. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Okay, so that's great. So, like like you said, I mean, they said the sound was there. They liked what you guys were doing. It was just like they said, you needed to bring it up a notch, which isn't a bad thing, you know, and you had right. someone, you know, give it that extra extra punch, so to speak, that it needed. Um, right. So tell us about who, who directly contacted you from Pavement. Was it was it Tim King of Soil or was it, you know, um, one of the, um, I think it is Matt Nawara? Mark, Mark Narwa. And, Mark Noir, uh, sorry, Mark Noir. I know yeah, he's a brother yeah. too. Yeah, um, it was actually Tim who got in touch with us. Um, and it, okay. you know, the funny part is, the funny part is, is when he started getting in touch with me, like I didn't even realize he was a member of Soil. Like I didn't, it didn't click. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. He just started, okay. you know, he he started getting in touch with me about it, and we conversed back and forth on the computer and <laughs> I think it was Mike actually that mentioned it. Matt, Mike was like looking around on the computer and he's like, he's like, Hey dude, I think this guy's in soil. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Cause I've actually seen soil <laughs> live before too. Like, <laughs> and, and right. I, I went and I looked at the picture and I was like, wait a minute, that is the, the bass play from soil. <laughs> like it, it, right. it was kind of shocking. Like I had no idea, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, he's been with them, I think, I interviewed him, it was, if you ever get a chance, and it was such, I mean, it's been a long time, but years ago, when they came out with an album called Hole, I had interviewed right. Tim King on my show, we did like an hour, it was it was a phenomenal interview with him, it was really cool, and yeah, over the years, I'm not sure when he went on board, but I mean, he's like the vice president, I mean, he's pretty high up, you know right. what I mean, with the he, label, he's so, the, he's the vice yeah. president of the label, and Mark Noir is the president of the label, so, president, yeah, <laughs> yep. So yeah, he's been with which, them for which, a while. Which Mark but, has yeah. his Mark Mark has his own band too that uh, just released. They're just getting ready to release an album, I do believe. The band's called uh, Oh God. The Outfit. The Outfit. The Outfit. The Outfit. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, it like totally slipped my mind there for a second. That's okay. Yeah, I'm going to hopefully at some point be bringing them on for an interview. Um, just working on getting some stuff coordinated, so that'll be really cool. But um. Yeah, so, okay, so, so Tim reaches out to you, as you said, you guys decide to work on some stuff, you get the album, songs remixed that you're going to be, you know, using on the album, and then where do you go now? What's what's next in line for you guys? Um, I mean, we would really love to just do this full-time and tour and, and play music mm -hmm. for a living. <laughs> um, unfortunately... At the moment, we can't really do much touring. I mean, because we all have, for the most part, we all have full-time jobs, 
and you know some kids and mortgages and things like that and it's sure. very very it's very very expensive to tour um mm-hmm. we're we're hoping that the the record will do well and generate enough interest for us to get out on the road and be able to make you know make our house payments <laughs> you know <laughs> right um are you guys going to do the, just some select shows right now? Yeah, we're doing shows around the area. Um, we had just had a CD release party here in Crawfordsville, and then we had a CD release party in Lafayette, which is where our lead guitarist is from, last Saturday. Okay. And then we've got a few more things booked. Um, they're posted up on our Facebook page. But, I mean, we're just looking. And I we also hired a, some kind of booking agent not too long ago that's supposed to be getting us several shows throughout the summer. Um, I I think they're just going to be like surrounding area shows for the most part, but, Mm -hmm. but just to get you guys out there, you know, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying we are hoping to, we're hoping to do some kind of tour this year. I don't know whether it be a week, two weeks, you know, (laughs) basically whatever Mm -hmm. we can afford and our, our time will allow is basically, where we're at. Nice. If you guys could, you know, pick a couple of bands to tour with, who would you guys want to tour with? In terms of, you know, some current bands going on. Oh, <laughs> I listen to so <laughs> many bands. Um, uh, well, I guess think. I, I, I think. I guess think genre-wise, in terms of who you guys think you'd be a good match with, you know, plus bands that you like so to speak so kind of meet yourself halfway in the middle in terms of you know picking out a good fit as well as some of the bands that you currently like to listen to um some of the bands that are out there touring right now i mean i know 10 years is out there touring i dig them mm-hmm. um yeah soil soil actually is touring right now too but they're over there they just went to europe actually like this oh week. wow so um that, i mean there's the huge bands that I would I would love to play with. I would love to play with Tool. I love them. <laughs> um, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, probably not ever going right. to happen. But <laughs> right. But no, it's that's um, it. Hey, you have goals. Everyone has goals. Right. Um, I I think I think what we're really hoping for. I mean, obviously we would want to do some tours, but we're what we're really hoping for in the near future is that we can get on some big festival shows. Um, mm-hmm. me and Mike, me and Mike have been religiously to rock on the range for like the last six years. And ever since we've went the first year, we were like, we're going to play this one day. And you know, it's, well, it was a pipe dream. That's cool. <laughs> and, but there's always that possibility yeah. that that pipe dream could come true now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, that would no, be, definitely. Be I mean, awesome. you got, you got, you know, you got a major label behind you now. That's part of the you know, package, so to speak, you know, getting the right connections. I mean, that's really part of what's, you know, what it's about in addition to, right, having the right music and, you know, being a polished band, which you guys are. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. So we have Never high, know. We, def- we definitely have high hopes for the future. Um, what, it will, what it will bring, who knows. <laughs> right. Right. Well, again, you can, all you can do is just, you know, put 100% in, 110%, work your you know what off, you know what I mean? Push it out yep. there on social media, which is where everyone is at right now. So just keep, you know, getting it out there. Um, well, I mean, the, the way you... I look at it, the way I look at it is 
five years ago when we started this project, we never thought we'd get this far. So, I mean, you never know what's around mm-hmm. the corner. And it just goes to show that you should never give up on your dreams, no matter where you live or, like, what despair you have. Because <laughs> it's always possible, mm-hmm. you know, any anything is possible. So You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. How did you guys um, come up with the name Burdens Within? Tell us a little bit about you know, kind of the symbolism, the meaning of that. I actually, when we first started, wanted to call the band Everything's Eventual. <laughs> and the reason being is because I just felt like everything is eventual. I mean, sooner or later, mm-hmm. it, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen sooner or later. So um, we looked up online um, and found an independent band named Burden, or and Everything's Eventual. And... We just wanted to have a name that no one else had, so we wrote down like 50 names, narrowed it down to like 10, and then Googled those 10 names, and Burdens Within came up with with no, nobody had it. <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, it, it did, didn't have a huge meaning to start with, but if you listen to the lyrics in the, in, in the songs, they're about, I mean, most of the lyrics in the songs are about the burdens that people carry in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So it actually didn't start out with really any meaning, but it has like full meaning now, like to what what the songs are about. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and that's that's what that's my interpretation of it too. Is that you know we all have our own challenges, our own struggles, and as you said, no pun intended, our own burdens within. So that's a really right. you know it's a really cool symbolic you know title. I like it, really good. Um. In terms of the artwork, I always like talking a little bit about the, you know, the album cover. You know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, you, you chose that very, you know, whatever the word is, I can't think of the big word, but, you know, kind of a black and white theme, you know, the female image on it. Tell us a little bit about the album cover and how you guys chose that. Uh, that's an interesting story because my guitarist, uh, Mike, he he was the one that brought it to our attention and there was a girl that we worked with, and she said she drew it, and she was like, yeah, you guys can totally use it. And I mean, we just all kind of fell in love with it because we just felt like it was simple and to the point, and it just fit burdens within. You know, it has the girl with the tear running down her eye, and mm-hmm. she just she just looks like she's burdened. And it, it wasn't too – it was just a really cool drawing. And uh, so we started using it, and we started Googling it, to see, like, kind of ciphered it on the computer to see if there was any images that kind of went along with it for, like, our album, you know, insert or whatever. And it turns okay. out it, it turns out that the girl that gave it to us at work totally didn't draw it. <laughs> she uh, stole it. She stole it. Um, it actually belonged to a girl that lives over in Europe. And we just were like, okay, man, we're like totally using this and we're like totally in love with it. And what do we do now? So we just, right. Mike just sent her, any, Mike just got a hold of her online and asked if we could use it. We told her the situation and we were like, you know, <laughs> we'd really like to use this. And she was just cool enough to just let us use it. She didn't charge us or anything like, so. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a shame that that girl did that. You know, the other girl did it to you, claiming that it was hers. But, you know, in the end, that was really, well, it was really cool that you guys were really genuine. You know, you didn't try to 
go behind your back and just put it out there. And then this girl comes across right. with that drew it one day and is like, what the hell is this? But yeah, <laughs> right. that's, that's great. That, <laughs> um, but no, that's again, like you said, everything's eventual. I like that. I'm going to write that down. It's a really cool, you know, slogan, so to speak. But no, I think that was really great. You reached out to her and you were honest and you said, Hey, this is what's going on. We're kind of in a, a tough situation right now. We love this image. We want to use it. We were given the wrong information and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. Nice. Very cool of her. Yeah. Is she an artist? Yeah, she draws all kinds of stuff and she, she has other stuff that we'd really totally like to use in the future. We just haven't asked her yet. <laughs> actually, okay. she, we, we, we still keep in contact with her a little bit and we're actually getting ready to send her, we're going to send her a free album and uh, we ordered some T-shirts and things the other day, and we're going to send her some stuff. You know, it has her artwork yeah, on it. So. <laughs> yeah, and she'll, she'll probably appreciate just getting some nice swag from you guys. People always love right. that stuff. You know, it just shows your appreciation for her, and, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. So what do you guys, you know, what are some, just to before we wrap up, what are some things? I know you guys are pretty busy, like you said, you all – work some of you guys have family and children but you know what are some of your interests outside of music anything unique about each person in the band that you know someone likes video games or someone has a certain hobby or sport they do you know try to think of something for each member uh craig our drummer is really into like video games and like race cars um he he plays a lot of like race racing games at home and i know if he had the money, he'd probably race for real, but, <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> um, let me think. Uh, what about Daniel Ryan, Singer? Uh, he just got married, um, not too long ago. So I think that's his thing right now is just being with his wife. Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then Ryan's got two little ones, uh, the lead guitarist. I know he's, a very devoted family man. Um, nice. I have a six-year-old. I have a six-year-old. So, Aww. and then Mike has Mike has a grown-up daughter um, that does like uh, Peace Corps. I think out, she's out in California or something wow. right now. Okay. Um, and I mean that's really for the for the most part. I think every person in this band that's probably their number one like love or hobby is music. <laughs> hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, great stuff, Ryan. I mean, it's, you know, congratulations again on signing with Pavement and, and putting out this debut album, which I hope it's going to be very successful for you guys. And you can get yourselves to rock on the range at some point, some other festivals. I think that'll be yeah, great. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah. Dream come true. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was. I was. I was just saying that'd be a dream come true to to play those type of shows. So <laughs> it's a dream come Definitely. true to put out a record worldwide. I mean, I can't complain. So yeah, no, it's great. So yeah, let's. Um, why don't we, you know, share with uh, the audience where people can find you in terms of social media sites, where they can pick up a copy of your album, um, and then after we do that, just to let you know the 
interview once we're done with it it'll turn into a podcast so that people can download it so you know please feel free to to share the link it would be great for anyone who couldn't tune in tonight to listen to it and you know hear a really cool story that you had to share with us okay great all right so yeah so what are some places people can find you guys on social media oh and i'm sorry um, pick up a copy of your we- album you can you can order the if you're I mean if you're into the physical CDs which I'm a physical guy I, I like the physical copies I like to have the artwork I like to have the whole shebang I'm, I'm not much of a digital download guy but if you would like a physical copy Amazon's probably your best bet um, I think it's at most of the like mom and pop record stores uh, I don't think it went to the major chains like Best Buy or Fye or anything yet. Um, okay. But you can't you can get like digital downloads through uh, Google Play and uh, um, I know we're on Spotify and there's a couple other things too. But uh, any pretty much iTunes. anywhere that you can get right. yes iTunes pretty much anything that anywhere you can get digital music it, it's there. So <laughs> nice. And social media wise, where can you? You know, just share a couple of links where people can follow you, people can find you. Um, Facebook, that, that's really, we don't even have like a, a full-on website. We just have a Facebook page, but we pretty much update it every day. I mean, it's some there's something new there about every day, so. Cool. Okay. All right, great. So, yeah, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on. And as I said, taking us on this really cool journey of how you guys got from the beginning to where you're at now and I wish you guys much continued success with the new album and you're always welcome back on the show when you have some new music coming out great and thank you very much we appreciate any any opportunity or any anything that you know basically basically our our feeling on this whole thing is without people helping us or promoting us or without fans I mean we're we're just abandoned a dead end town so Oh, no, don't go back to the dead end town, but yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, you need the support out there, and, you know, it's great. It's such a different, you know, like you were talking about in the beginning, you know, it's it's not the 90s anymore when there were these huge major record labels with, you know, millions of dollars to spend, and people were going out right. on crazy tours. It's, it's a different world with the social media and the internet, it's and, a, you know, it's a very great. different it's world. Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... But again, then it gives all of us opportunities that we might not have had back then. You know what I mean? That is the true. challenges would have been, yeah. I mean, trying if, to sign one of the people. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the computer or like digital digital outlets or whatever, I mean, this this record deal wouldn't have even happened. <laughs> well, I mean, right. without 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 me, you know. Without me sending it in online, I mean, because for the most part, when you just mail a CD to a record company or something, I mean, it, uh-huh. it probably doesn't go very far. <laughs> right. It probably, unfortunately, if it's not, you know, whatever they say, solicited, on, you know, unsolicited, right. whatever that word is. But, right, it gets tossed, unfortunately, in a pile with everyone else. And, right, it wouldn't see the light of day. So this is just an amazing opportunity for you as well as for me to be able to interview you know, bands like right. you and these other bands out there. And, yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So, very cool. All right. Well, definitely keep in touch, okay? And I wish you much continued success to you and the band. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thanks for having a, having me on here tonight. Absolutely, Ryan. Okay? But, um, yeah, but have a great night, and we'll definitely be in touch.
All right. Thank you. We'll talk again. Okay. You're welcome, Ryan. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Again, Ryan Klein from the Hard Rock Band Burdens Within. Amazing interview, everyone. If for some reason you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole interview or you tuned in a little late, it will be available after it's done to download. You can download it off of my Blog Talk Radio site, or you can go to iTunes. I also have all the interviews there. So, again, check it out. Over 220 interviews I've done at this point. Big bands on the show, and Burdens Within is now another honor to have on my show and and promote these guys. So, uh, like we said, check them out. Download their album on iTunes or any of the digital sites. If you want a physical copy, you could pick it up on Amazon. And check them out on Facebook. Uh, Go to Burdens Within on Facebook, give them a like, and see what's going on with them. We do have some other interviews coming up. I'm excited. Next week, we have the rock band Messer coming on. Uh, really cool band right now. They're up and coming. They've been being played on uh, Spun on Octane. And then, as we mentioned to Ryan, the outfit's going to come on at some point. Another band through Pavement Entertainment. Actually, it's the, uh, the CEO of uh, Pavement Entertainment's band. And tons of other uh, bands in the works. Just a matter of uh, solidifying some interviews. So, again... Check it out. Download all the interviews. I have so many different ones. I take you on a different journey with each band that I have on my show. Please follow me on uh, Facebook. I have two personal pages if you want to befriend me. One of them's maxed out. Find the one that's not and uh, send me a friend request. We can keep in touch. I'm also on Instagram at Carrie Edelman. So uh, follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. I'm on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And uh, I also have a Facebook page for the Carrie Edelman Show, which, again, I always promote my upcoming shows and guests that are going to be coming on. So again, thank you so much everyone for the support. Continue to support the artists, the bands. I've had some comedians on my show, some filmmakers, lots of entertainers. And as Ryan mentioned in the show, you know, if it wasn't for shows like this, magazines that are online, it would be very hard for people to get their name out there. So the show's all about supporting everyone. So let's continue to support each other. Thank, thank you so much and have a great night.